Good morning. Good morning again. If you're our guest today, welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us. My name's Ryan. I'm the pastor here at Anchor Church, and um, we're just so excited to begin our Christmas series, our 2022 Christmas series, Advent at Anchor. It's just our take on the traditional Advent calendar, and as you see, we've got the candles up here, and um, the traditional hope, joy, love, peace candles, and we're going to go through each week what they represent and that kind of thing, so I'm excited about it. Really quickly, um, I, I have just a few announcements of my own that I wanted to make. Uh, next Saturday, right, this coming Saturday, December 3rd, is uh, Milford's Holiday Stroll. And if you don't know what that is, it's a, it's a, a block of time on uh, Saturday afternoon where Milford, uh, the city of Milford blocks off Walnut Street, and it's just a time for people to come set up and just kind of be out in the community together and that kind of thing. Well, Anchor has like a booth. Uh, we have an office space down there, and we just thought, man, this is a great opportunity to kind of interact with our community, that kind of thing. Well, we have a booth, and we set up um, like hot chocolate, and we're going to do uh, ornament decorations and you know that kind of thing just um, we're, we're letting the community come and, and do that and it's gonna be free of charge and all that we just want to we just want to love on our community that way um, we need help we need help kind of setting things up we need um, volunteers to um, to kind of help us make this happen um, and and just be smiling faces of anchor to our community right now here's here's the thing these kind of events all right I need everybody's attention these kind of events, typically, all the ladies do a great job of signing up and the men are nowhere to be found. Guys, this is a call out. I need, I need some, some men to step up and be a part of this with me. I don't want to be the only man at this holiday stroll representing Anchor, so I need some friends with me. I need some, some uh, what is it, Y chromosomes? there with me. So um, if you are interested in helping out, you're willing, you're able, um, talk to Robin. Is there a sign-up sheet anywhere that you know? It's online. Okay, talk to Robin, my beautiful wife. Can you wave your hand? She'll, uh, she'll help you out. Um, if you're interested, willing, able to sign up for that, that would be awesome. That's uh, this Saturday, um, and she'll give you more details. Um, next announcement I had, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Like, I love Thanksgiving. Um, we were supposed to go to Texas, um, so some of you might be surprised to see me. We were supposed to go to Texas. Our boys got sick with the flu, and then, like, the day, the day that we were supposed to leave, they are like, all better, but then we were like, oh, we still don't feel good about going. Like, what if we get sick while we're there? That kind of thing. And then we just didn't have like an inner peace about going. And we we're just like, man, well, you know, maybe, maybe one day we'll know why we weren't supposed to go. Well, today we found out why we weren't supposed to go. Desiree was supposed to preach today, but there's a personal issue that came up and she wasn't able to, to be here. Like, I got a call at 7.30 this morning. Like, hey, Pastor Ryan, I can't be here. I'm like, all right, so I got to put a message together. <laughs> so um, I, I fully believe, like, this is why the Lord didn't have us go. And, and so you got me today, but, like, man, I think, I think today is going to be really good. It's going to be really, really good. Um, 
really quickly, uh, again, just a last announcement before I jump into uh, the message today. Um, I wanted to share uh, just uh, a couple of important announcements um, coming up. So this year, Christmas Day and New Year's Day fall on Sunday. And um, we, are, we have decided to go online only on those days. We're not going to meet in person, and for a couple of reasons. Um, one, um, it's Christmas, yes, it's Christmas, but I, I want to share my, my I want to sh- let you behind the curtain in, in my life a little bit. My priorities go like this, God, my wife, my family, church, in that order, okay? And, and I believe that, like, if I'm not caring for my family and I'm not taking care of my family, then the rest of my ministry is going to suffer. And I believe the same is true for all of us, that we need to care for our families first before we care about what's going on outside of those priorities. And, and I believe that Christmas Day is a really important day for you to be with your families. It's a really important day for you to, to observe the birth of our Savior with with those that that you love and and like you like it's your family right and so um we made a tough decision that we're going to go online only that day um uh and and new year's day as well uh just because we want it to be focused on on your families we're gonna we're gonna have online only we're gonna have online services worship and and all that on on facebook and youtube and that kind of thing but um we're not gonna meet in person and it's it's because i want us to take care of our families i i want to care for my family i want to communicate to my boys that i love them that um that they are a greater priority to me than, than my, my work, if that makes sense. I love, don't get me wrong, I love, I love my church and I love meeting with you all and gathering and worshiping, but I have to take care of my family and I want you to take care of your family too. Um, also, along with that, um, this is not our building, as you all are very well aware of. So that means um, we have to set up and tear down every week. Well, I don't feel comfortable asking a bunch of people to come to sacrifice their Christmas mornings with their families to come set up and tear down for church service. I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't feel comfortable asking boys and girls club people who don't attend our church to come unlock this building and be here away from their family. It just doesn't, that doesn't make me feel comfortable. And so, um, I believe that the Word of God is powerful and it will go forward no matter how it's presented, whether it's presented in person here or whether it's presented online. It will go, it will go forward and it will do, do the work that only it can do. And so um, we made that decision to go online only, and, um, and it's, it's with the um, desire that, that you would that you would spend that time being close with, with your family. Um, along with that, um, along with that, um, I, I wanted to make the observation that there, because of that decision, there are only four more Sundays in person gathering. And I know this is the time of year that some people start to think of end of year giving, uh, charitable giving. And so if that's you, if you're, you're trying to figure out like, man, like I want to give to something at the end of the year, I want to, ask you to consider praying to to give to anchor 
uh, give to the vision mission of Anchor. You're not given to me. You're not given to the church even, I believe. You're given to the, um, you're given to the kingdom of God. You're sowing into the kingdom of God. Uh, when we got here in January, we kind of laid out what we believe God, the vision, mission, and values that God gave us for Anchor. And the vision being hope for all, that we want to be a community of hope for all people. The mission to know God and to make him known. We believe that's the whole purpose of our existence is to know God and make him known while we're here. And then our values, growing, learning, giving, reflecting, and serving. Um, and we believe that, that part of the, the knowing God and making him known is, is through our financial giving. So if you, if you financially give, thank you so much. Thank you. We couldn't do what we do without your support. Um, it's so appreciated. Um, if, yeah, if you would consider praying about about your, your end of your charitable giving, like I want to pray, I want to partner with you. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying like it has to be anchor. I want you to, to, to give where, where, where God is telling you to give. And so um, I want to join with you. I want us to pray together. God, where would you have us give this, this holiday season? So um, let me pray really quickly and then we can dive in today's message. God, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for, um, this church, my church family, God, I'm so blessed to be here. I'm so, so excited to, to be starting a Christmas uh, series here at Anchor, Advent at Anchor, and, and just um, to talk about how the birth of Jesus has affected everything, how the birth of Jesus has changed everything. God, we love you. We give you all the glory. I pray that you would speak to us, continue to speak to us, continue to, to lead us and guide us. We want what you want, God. I, I don't want to go anywhere without you. I don't want to do anything without you leading me. And so, God, I pray that you would make it clear today, make it clear today, um, your vision, your direction for us as we move forward. We love you. We give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So Advent at Anchor. Advent. If you don't know what Advent is, Advent is, um, I wrote it down here. Advent is the period of preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas, and it parallels our preparation for the second coming of Christ. So Advent is, is just, it's just a, basically a month-long celebration of the birth of our Savior. And, and um, a traditional church calendar goes through, uh, has these candles, and each candle represent, uh, represents a certain like, attribute or certain, um, yeah, attribute of God, I guess, the hope. Uh, peace, love, joy, and and each week we're gonna each week this month we're gonna talk about one of those attributes. This week uh, the the candle of hope is lit, and we're gonna talk about the hope and and what the birth of Jesus, the hope that the birth of Jesus brought to us. But um, before I I read any scriptures, um, how many here have already put up their Christmas stuff? Chelsea's hand went up really fast. Katie's hand up really fast. Robin's hand went up really fast. Um, how many have had it up since the start of November? Let's see it. Chelsea's hand is up. Okay, anybody before Halloween? Okay, no one's that. Your hand is up. Okay, okay, there's some Christmas stuff. Um, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Robin was definitely trying to put stuff up before Halloween. And... I did not want that. 
And I have a reason for that, right? Like, she loves Christmas. I love Christmas too, don't get me wrong, but like, I'm of the belief that like, something's value is found in its rarity, right? So if the Christmas stuff is up too long, it's not going to be as valuable, right? It's not going to mean as much. So I want it to mean a lot. So I'm like, it doesn't need to go up until after Thanksgiving. But Robin's like, if we could put it up in July, we would. Um, uh, We have friends in Nebraska. Their names are Lance and Keita. And Lance and Kata, uh, they, they also love Christmas. Lance was telling me this uh, about his wife, Kata, that she puts their Christmas stuff up literally in September. Literally. Not joking. Puts it up in September and leaves it up until sometime in March. She loves Christmas that much. And so do you, apparently. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, and she doesn't take the tree down because she'll cry the whole time, so her husband has to do it. Um, she loves Christmas that much. She looks forward to it that much. She doesn't want it to end. Um, Keita even has a countdown timer, one of those apps that counts down to Christmas Day on her phone. It ca- all year long, it's counting down the days, the hours, the minutes, to the second, it's counting down. She's got this timer on her phone, and this timer, when it hits Christmas Day, it's like confetti, and oh, it's Christmas. And then the minute Christmas Day is over, the timer starts over. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is crazy. But she's not the only one, right? So many people look forward to the Christmas season. Uh, So many people, like, they're they're so excited uh, about Christmas. They anticipate they anticipate it all year long. And and I ask myself, why sometimes? You know, why? Why do people anticipate Christmas so much? Um, again, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas, but like, again, like, I don't want it to lose its meaning, you know, whatever. Um, but why is Christmas so anticipated? There are even non-Christians that love and anticipate Christian or Christmas year-round, right? I was having a conversation years ago with a missionary to Thailand. Thailand is a uh, uh, primarily Buddhist country. Less than 1% of the population claims to be Christian, but they celebrate Christmas probably bigger than the United States. That's what this missionary was telling me. They love Christmas. They do the Christmas tree with the Santas and all, like, all of that stuff. They also anticipate Christmas all year. Why? Why is Christmas so anticipated even amongst non-Christians? I, I think whether we know it or not, it's because of this, that Christmas, with Christmas comes hope. Whether we realize it or not, Christmas time brings us hope in a seemingly hopeless world. When everything seems to be going down the toilet, this season, this time of year, fills us with some kind of hope. And, and, and people love that. People cling to that. Fear and doubt seem to melt away during this time because we look forward to the future. Today I want to look at the scriptures and figure out why Christmas brings so many people hope, but pray with me first. Let's pray one more time. God, we love you. We thank you for, for Christmas and we thank you for this day. Um, I just pray, God, that your word would go forward and that it would, um, that it would root itself deep inside of us today, God, and we would interact with your presence today through your word. Teach us about 
the hope that the birth of Jesus brings. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. If you have a Bible, you can open it up or you can turn it on if you have a digital Bible to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. And we're going to start in verse 1. Um, Isaiah is in the Old Testament. And just really quickly, a little bit of context. Um, uh, Israel, God's people, they're about to go into exile because they're acting like fools. They're acting crazy. Um, and God has been warning them and warning them and warning them. And this message through Isaiah is another warning. And God is trying to keep his people from suffering this fate of, of going into exile. And um, they, they just, yeah, let, let's, let's get into it. And then I'll, I'll, I'll keep giving us context. Keep talking about it. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire for a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor, David, for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Israel. God's people were utterly lost, utterly lost. They were, they were lost in their own pride. They were lost in their own ignorance. ignorance. They were lost deep in sin. They were far from God. They were separated from God because they couldn't get out of their own way. They, they, they had no way of, of, of removing themselves from that hole, and, and they were on their way for lack of a better, better way of saying it, they were on their way to hell. They were, they were on the road to, to hell. And, and God needed to intervene. He needed to intervene. He needed to do something to, to change the fate of Israel, change what was going to happen to them. And God said to his people through the prophet Isaiah, one day, all that's going to change. All that sin that you're lost in, that despair, all that... that uh, Ignorance, it's, it's, it's all going to go away one day because I'm sending you somebody that's going to change all that. Those who are walking in darkness, those people will see a great light because I'm going to send somebody who's going to change all that. The government and peace, his government and peace will never end because it's all going to rest on him and he can carry it. God's, like te God's, God's saying this to his people. He's trying to instill a hope that, that one day things are going to be different. 
One day things are going to be different. The slavery, the, the yoke of slavery will be lifted. The oppressor's rod will be broken. How? The birth of the Messiah. What is Messiah? Messiah is the son of God that came to save us from ourselves. Messiah is God's answer to our sin problem. I'm sending you my son that he might fix all of that junk. Messiah is the son of God sent to us to save us from ourselves. He saved us from certain doom. And that's what gives us our hope at Christmas time, whether people know it or not. Whether, whether we realize it or not, the birth of that Messiah is what gives us our hope. For, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. This is why we have so much hope. But, but here's the thing. For, for many people, the moment Christmas ends, we, we discard the Christmas tree, right? We throw it out on the side of the, the, like the curb and wait for the trash people to pick it up. And along with that, our hope goes with it. Along with the Christmas tree, our hope goes right out the door and we start living in hopelessness again. But our hope doesn't have to end just because the Christmas season ends. We can have hope all year long. We never have to let go of that hope. The birth of the Messiah, the birth of Jesus didn't just give Israel hope. It gave hope to all of us. It gave hope to all of us. The birth of Jesus, it gives, it gives hope to our past. That's the first thing I want to kind of talk about today. That the, the birth of Jesus kind of, it gives hope to our past. And that might sound weird, like, what does that mean? We can't change the past. The birth of Jesus gives hope to our past. We, okay, we, we've, been, we've been walking verse by verse through the book of Romans, right? And in, in Romans chapter 3, um, the Apostle Paul says that um, the birth of Jesus gives us direct access to God. And because, well, not the birth of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus give, gives us direct access to God. And because of what Jesus ended up doing by going to the cross for all of us, all of our past tra- transgressions are wiped away. Everything we've ever done is like wiped clean because the birth of Jesus brings hope to our past. It does. It, it, it redeemed everything, past, present, and future. Everything wrong we've ever done is forgiven. Everything wrong we've, we've ever done is, is, is no more because of the birth of Jesus when our hope is in him. Before I knew Jesus, I wasn't a great guy. I wasn't. I, I, um, I was cocky. I was self-serving. I, I was inward focused. My life was all about me. And um, I didn't know God, but I still carried around this like guilt and shame for the way I lived. I did. I didn't know why. I didn't know, I didn't know why I felt shameful, but I did. I felt shameful for the way I was living my life, even though I didn't know God and I didn't know his standards. But the moment I said yes to Jesus, that guilt and shame started going away because the birth of Jesus redeems our past. It gives us hope for the things that we've done. And it, it, it says you don't have to be trapped in what you were. You don't have to be trapped in the label. You, 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 you get to have a new start. The birth of Jesus gives us hope for our past. It redeems our past. It washes away our crimes. Whatever you've done to this point in your life, it doesn't matter because the birth of Jesus changes everything. And the birth of Jesus brings us hope for our past. 
Not only does the birth of Jesus bring us hope for our, our past, it, it gives us hope for our present. The birth of Jesus gives us hope for our present. John chapter 10, verse 10, the, Jesus said this, The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life to its fullest measure. Some versions say, I've come to give you life and life abundantly. I've even heard it translated, I've come to give you the best possible life. Here's what I've learned in my relationship with Christ, that he's not just interested in me ending up in heaven one day. God's not just interested in you ending up in heaven one day. He wants you to have an awesome life now. He wants you to have a great life now. He wants you to have the best possible life right here, right now. Now, really quickly, when I say the best possible life, I don't mean the easiest life. When I say the best possible life, that doesn't mean the most comfortable life. It means God created life and he knows the best way to live it. And when we live it his way, even though it might be hard for us in the moment, it is the best way to live. He wants us to have the best possible life now. And the birth of Jesus brings us hope that we can have the best possible life right now. When I had this, this realization, when I had this, this realization that God is interested in my life, here and now. He's not just interested in me ending up in heaven one day. He's not interested in my behavior modification. When I, when I had the realization that he's interested in me, he's interested in my life, and he's interested in me having an awesome life right here, right now, like it changed my relationship with him forever. It changed the way I interacted with him. It made it more personal. Uh, I, I, I began to, to fall in love more deeply with the Lord. Because he's interested in me right here, right now. He wants me to have the best possible life. And it's the same for you. He wants you to have the best possible life right now. He's not just interested in what you can do for him. He's not just interested in, in you getting to heaven one day, making it to heaven one day. He wants you to have the best possible life right now because that's what he created you for, to live that best possible life. Again, it doesn't mean the easiest life. It doesn't mean the most comfortable. Our definition of best possible is different from God's definition of best possible. I believe when, 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 I, when I say God wants us to live the best possible life, this is what I think it means. I think it means he wants us to have hope that never goes away. He wants us to have faith that endures. He wants us to be able to stand on his love. That's what it means to live the best possible life, no matter what. It doesn't mean that we're going to be rich. It doesn't mean that we're never going to have, like— trials and tribulations. It just means we're always going to have this hope because he wants us to have the best possible life now. The birth of Jesus gives us hope for our past. The birth of Jesus gives us hope for our present. And the birth of Jesus gives us hope for our future. He gives us hope for our future. I want to read our, our Isaiah passage again and, and see the hope for the future that it has. There will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. There's going to be a time, scriptures predicted, where the land of the Gentiles is going to be filled with God's glory. And that happened. When, when Jesus was born and he walked amongst them, that happened. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep, deep, deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as, uh, as, as people rejoice at the harvest like, and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod as you did, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. 
the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The government and its peace will never end. The government and its peace will never end. The government and its peace will never end. I can't think of a more hopeful statement for the future. The government and its peace will never end. Now, really quickly, um, a, a little, just a little, um, just a little side note. Uh, when it says his government, many take this literally like the U.S. government, you know, like our government. Um, that's not what it's talking about. It's not talking about like a political structure. When it says government, it's talking about his rule and reign over his creation. It will never end and his peace will never end. And that happened through the birth of our Savior. That happened through Messiah. His, his rule and reign is forever now. And his peace is forever now for his, for his people. The peace that he offers will never end. And this is my motivation when things seem to get too difficult. When things get difficult in my life, when things start to feel like, man, I just can't do it anymore. This is the motivation I cling on to. Man, his, his rule and reign, it's never going to end. Man, his peace is never going to end. I just got to keep going. I got to keep going. That's my motivation. That's what continues to stoke my, my fire. That's what keeps me moving toward him. And that's his desire for all of us, that, that, that we would cling to that hope for the future, that we would, we would understand, man, when he wins, we win because we're his kids. And, and we get to have that hope for the future. Through all the trials, through all the tribulations, the birth of the Messiah sustains us for the future. The, the birth of Jesus gives us hope for our past. It gives us hope for our present. It gives us hope for our future. Worship team, you can come to the platform. Imagine never having to worry about the guilt and shame of your, your previous decisions because the birth of this Savior changed everything. Imagine never having to feel guilty about something you did years ago I know people who still, who still deal with that. They still deal with guilt. Um, if she's watching, sorry, Mom, I didn't ask for her permission. My mother still deal, deals with guilt from certain decisions she's made in her life. She doesn't have to because the birth of Jesus redeems our past and it gives us hope for the things that we've done. Imagine not ever having to worry about like here and now, knowing that, man, God wants us to have the best possible life right here, right now, and we can have it when we trust him. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine believing and living that, that we can have the best possible life right now because the birth of Jesus changed everything and it gives us hope for our present. What if you had hope for the future? That the, what if the future didn't seem so bleak simply because of the hope that the birth of this little baby brings us? What if the future didn't seem bleak? What if it seemed, what if it seemed bright? What if the future seemed hopeful instead of hopeless? I believe we can start living in hope because the birth of Jesus, that the whole reason for, for the season, right? The birth of Jesus brings that hope for us. It changes everything. It, it can change 
It can change the way you view your past. It can change the way you live in your present. It can change the way you prepare for the future. We just have to trust him. We have to trust him. We have to grab onto that hope. We have to hold on to it. The birth of Jesus changes everything. It has changed everything. It gives hope where there was no hope before. And I want us, I want us as a body to grab onto that hope. I want us as a body to give that hope away. Our vision is to be a, a community of hope for all people. I, how, how do all people know that we're a community of hope? We have to give that hope away. The, the hope that we have, the hope in Jesus that we have, we have to give that hope away. We have to share that hope with, with people. The birth of Jesus changes everything. Let's remember that this Christmas season that everything's different because the Messiah was born. Let me pray for you this morning. God, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for uh, your word. Thank you, God, for the hope that the birth of Jesus brought the entire world. Thank you, God, for the hope that the birth of Jesus brought the entire world. Never before has there been such a meaningful birth. Never before has there been such a hopeful event than the birth of the Messiah who was going to save us from ourselves. Thank you, God. And thank you, God, that, that you redeem our past. Thank you, God, that you want us to live the best possible life right now. And thank you, God, that you want us to look forward to the future. I pray, God, that you would empower us through your Holy Spirit to grab onto that hope. Empower us through the Holy Spirit to grasp that hope. We love you, God. We give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. If you're here today and um, you're listening to me talk about the hope of the birth of the Messiah, but you don't really understand what I'm talking about because you don't, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Today could be the day where that changes for you. Today could be the day where you say yes to Jesus and, and you start to grasp that hope. You start to, to lean into the hope that he presents. If that's you today, you're, you're sitting here, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, and you, but you want one. I'm gonna ask you at the count of three to raise your hand so I can pray with you. Um, there's nothing magical about raising your hand. I just want to identify who I'm praying with. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. But I just, I just, want, I don't want to leave this moment without giving an opportunity for us to submit our lives to Christ if we haven't yet. So, um, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, I want to make this a, a personal moment. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, if that's you, you say, Pastor Ryan, I don't know Jesus, but I want to. At the count of three, I want you to raise your hand so that I can pray with you. One, God loves you so, so much. Two, it's time for you to come home to him today. Three, if that's you right now, raise your hand high so that I can pray with you. Raise it high so I can pray with you. This is what I want to do right now. 
whether you raised your hand in person or you're watching online and you raised your hand, whatever, I want, I want to ask everyone in the house to pray today, to, to, to pray with me so that nobody feels singled out, nobody feels um, like I'm picking on them or anything like that. So um, you know, ask everybody to, to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Jesus, today I recognize that I'm a sinner. I've fallen short of your standard and I need you to save me. Help me to grab onto the hope that the birth of Jesus offers. Help me to grab onto the salvation that the death and resurrection of Jesus offered. I trust you. I believe in you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Can we give it up for those who prayed that prayer today? Come on, that's awesome. That's awesome. Whether you're in, in the house or you're online and you prayed that prayer, like we have resources for you. We want to put resources in your free resources. Um, we, do, we don't want you to like do this thing alone. We want to get you started off on the right foot. And so, um, yeah, if you prayed that prayer today, um, see one of our welcome team people and get some of those resources um, and, and, and let, let me know. I would love to be able to continue praying with you and, and, and just kind of hear your story a little bit. Uh, that would be awesome. <clears throat> but what we're going to do right now is we're going to take just a few moments. Not, it's not going to be long, but we're going to take a few moments to respond to the Spirit of God and respond to the message today. The worship team is going to lead us in a song, um, but I want you to respond how you're comfortable. If you need to sit and pray, you can. If you need to stand, you can. If you want to sing, you can. If you need to just meditate, just, just, think, about, just think about the message that we just heard. You can do that. Respond how you need to respond, but let's take a few moments and let's stay engaged with the Spirit of God today. Um, if you want to, you can stand. If not, um, again, you can stay seated and pray, but worship team is going to lead us. God, thank you. Thank you for the hope that you offer us. Thank you, God, that we don't have to live in hopelessness because of the birth of your son, the birth of our savior. We get to have hope for our past, our present, and our future. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We give you praise and honor and glory today, God. We love you. We love you, God. Can we just take a moment and it, just in your own words, it doesn't have to be anything like super fancy or, or, or anything like that, but just in your own words, can you just tell God how much you love him right now? Just, just lift up your voices right now in your own way. Just tell him. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saving me, Father. Thank you for giving me hope. Thank you for your unconditional love. Your free, your free grace. Thank you for that, God. 
I pray, God, that, that as we go today, as we, as we go through our week, this, this coming week, that we would know, God, that you are for us, that we would know that you love us and you're with us. If there's anybody here, who here, God, who's struggling with that, I pray, God, that you would, you would make that clear this week, that you love us, you're with us, you're for us. We love you, God. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Finally, may you live in such a way that other people would see the hope of Jesus in you. And may you share that hope with everyone you can. Amen. 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 Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for worshiping with us today. Really quickly, just a reminder, holiday stroll. We need, we need help. See Robin. Have a great week, guys. We will see you next Sunday.